Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Today's guest is a delightful and hilarious actress you've seen in Get Shorty, Young Sheldon in CBS's biggest new comedy of last season, Ghosts. Here to talk with us all about season two, please welcome to the stage, Miss Alberta herself. It's Danielle Pinnock. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Uh, So before we dive in, uh, we always start with a quick uh, rapid fire game called Getting to Know You. Just throw some quick questions your way. Uh, We always start with uh, coffee or tea. Oh, tea. Ginger tea, to be specific. I love tea. <laughs> uh, film or television? I have to say television. Love it. Drama or comedy? Mmm, <laughs> I do love a good comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Hero or villain? Listen, the villains get, you know, a bad rap, but I'm telling you, Ursula is still one of my favorite characters <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Uh, New York, L.A., or Montreal? New York, without question. That's where my family is. They're in Brooklyn, New York, every day. <laughs> uh, stage acting or screen acting? <sighs> okay, now this is, this is when we get into the Sophie's Choice right now, okay? <laughs> I, listen, stage acting was my bread and butter for so long and my passion. But I have to say, I do like TV acting. I, I think I gotta I gotta put that first. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was the last show that you binge watched? The last show that I binge watched was League of Their Own, and I'm also gonna throw a reboot in there, which I think mm. is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what was your first non-acting job? Hmm, my first not oh, my mother's law office. My mother is an immigration attorney and I was her receptionist at 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I learned everything, how to file, how to like type in data. She used to bring me to court with her. Like I would be in the same little business suit as her. That was my first job. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh if you could have lunch with any actor, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh lunch okay well really it would be brunch because that's what i'm into so <laughs> i would probably have to say viola davis i Amazing love choice. her so much i just saw her in the woman king i would so love good. to do brunch with her oh that movie was amazing <laughs> uh what is a movie that never fails to make you laugh bridesmaids still holds up yeah. still holds up melissa mccarthy is a national treasure genius yeah <laughs> and uh speaking of ursula there we go. Can't wait for that. I mean, uh, and uh, what movie never fails to make you cry? Ooh, made me cry. Mm. Um, there's this movie called what is? I think it's Life is Beautiful. That definitely makes me cry all the time. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, lastly, describe your most memorable audition in three words. And memorable can be good or bad. So that's entirely up to you. <laughs> That one stick with us a little more, right? Uh, one of my beyond ghosts, I would have to say, there was a play in Los Angeles that was uh, being directed by Coleman Domingo called Barbecue at the Geffen Playhouse, mm-hmm. and I was such a huge fan of his because I'm an avid theater nerd. So I remember 
flying in on Spirit Airlines. And I was like, I'm going to book this role by Booker Crook. I was living in Chicago at the time. I had no audition appointment. I just showed in, showed up. And I had memorized the entire script, knowing that they only needed like a sample for me to audition for. But I was like, I don't know what sample they're going to do because I have no agent right now. So <laughs> I walked into the audition and they were like, hi, how are you? What role are you auditioning for? I was like, all of them. And they were like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, she's a jokester, but I was dead serious. And they're like, oh, we've never seen you before. Do you live in LA? And I was like, yeah, I live in like Sherman Nice because I didn't really know what the neighborhoods were. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just making neighborhoods up and they were like, oh, she's funny. She's a comedian, but literally still dead serious. Um, and Coleman and I, I just fell in love with him. He's so incredible, such an amazing person to work with. But that audition, I mean, it went well, but I would suggest no actors to lie to get a job. Please don't do that. <laughs> I got the job as an understudy and hilariously enough, Rebecca Wasaki was in the show as well too, who plays Hetty. So yeah. that's where we first met. So then we saw each other on the ghost set. We were like, oh my God, sis, we're back. So everything was truly full circle from that production. <laughs> mm. um, so I'm curious, you know, with, you know, no two actors journeys are alike. So when was it that you knew you wanted to be an actor and what was it about acting that sort of like motivated you to keep going? Cause I know it's a very tough business and we often yeah. want to quit. So what kept that motivation going? Oh dear God. Well, I have to say community first. I have the best actor community in the world and my friends are everything to me. And I also have to say my mom is a great motivation for me as well to keep going. She's like one of my biggest supporters ever. But the thing that made me decide to become an actor, I kind of fell into it by accident. Like I'll go all the way back. Fifth grade play, we were doing this horrific production of Aladdin and the Wonderful Magical Lamp. I was playing Jafar's sister, so that should show you how bootleg <laughs> the production was. <laughs> we had to buy our own costumes, and my my religious grandma took me over to uh, Party City, and literally she had me, there was like this belly shirt and these tight, see-through tights, and she was like, uh-uh, not on my watch. So she put me in a full leotard <laughs> and full like leather pants underneath. And as I walked, I was like swishing like an NBA player on the stage. <laughs> I sounded crazy. And I looked like just this big black cat. Like I looked insane. <laughs> but um, it was that production that my mom was like, oh my gosh, she's talented. And this may could be an outlet for her because child sports was not it for me. I had asthma. So she was like, this could be a really good thing. And she was a single mom. And she was like, you know what? I think I want you to explore this. And it was really my mom that pushed me to, you know, explore my passion because I was such a timid and scared kid. I like, I'm still kind of the, the same kid I was growing up. Um, I was an introvert and that theater really did bring me out of my shell. So I think it was like, when I was in college and I said, you know what, I want to major in this. And obviously I come from an immigrant family and my mom was like, yeah, we're going to need that double major in pre-law. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I support you with this theater thing, but we need a backup. So yeah. I actually uh, double majored in political science and was doing this play 
um, called In Conflict, which was a documentary play where this woman, Yvonne Lottie, went and interviewed all these soldiers that came back home and what it was like for them. And we performed as the uh, veterans. And it was an incredible production. They all, the veterans came to see the show. The show blew up. Um, it ended up touring at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in Scotland. We were at the Long Wharf in Connecticut. We ended up being off Broadway for a year with the Culture Project. And I was making money like as a 19 year old in the arts. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna stick with this. Yeah. But it was the production that it really did ended up changing my life. And um, I'm so thankful for it. Cause I'm like, thank God, cause I, I'm still here now. I'm still cooking, <laughs> you know? It's been a lot of no's on my journey. Uh, and to finally have the big yes with Ghost just meant the world to me. So I'm excited to be on this show and so honored. You know, having interviewed so many actors at this point um, and, and being an actor myself, you know, it's always like those 100, if not more, no's that will get you <laughs> a yes, even if it's like a two line co-star, you know, it's something. And it's that yes that finally because, you know, I feel like like at any point were you sort of on the border of quitting? Because I feel like every time you get oh. a yes, you're like this close to saying I'm out. You don't even there was one year that I had so many auditions and they all were no's um, that I ended up getting. And I've never talked about this publicly. Like I got a, like audition anxiety. So I just stopped auditioning and my team, my agents were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, listen, if it's not a self tape, I'm not going in. I was like, because I can't deal with any more no's. I was in bed, like completely depressed. Like, why can't I book something? Is there something wrong with me? And you do tend to go into those spaces because, you know, it's not like we have our violin and we can just pack up the violin. Like this is our instrument. Mm -hmm. So when you keep getting kind of like battered down and stuff, it, it takes a toll on you. And I got so scared of going out there and putting myself out there and memorizing the lines and giving my all and just to hear, oh my gosh, we love her, but no, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I actually, there was a, a year I stopped auditioning completely. And um, I remember getting this one self tape. My family was going to India for a wedding. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing the tape. I'm going to India. I've always wanted to go. I was like, nope, I'm not doing the tape. And my manager was like, look, if it doesn't happen, don't act anymore. Like, let's just see what happens with this tape, please. So my very dear friend, Davine Joy Randolph, who is this mm -hmm. incredible mm -hmm. actor that I'm sure some of y'all already know. And she said, sis, I'm gonna come be your reader. Let's just do it and let's just play around. So she came to my little rinky dink apartment and she was, she was my reader for the audition. But the thing is with Davine is like, she gives her all in everything. So as the reader, she's giving tactics, she's giving beats, she's giving, and I was like, Davine, you don't have to do this much, sis. We can just feel it. She's like, no, because in this moment, you got to do this. So what I'm going to do is this. And I said, okay, girl, she yeah. is such a brilliant actress. She's so precise. So even as a reader, she's like the best reader ever. So I remember having fun with her doing the thing. And she was like, let's send these two takes in. Um, and I sent them in. And then I was packing up for this India trip. And they were like, hey, you booked it. And I was like, off tape? And they were like, yeah. 
So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to India. I'm going to go shoot Dollface, <laughs> which was right, the show yeah. with uh, Kat Dennings. And that was like my first job back. And it was, it was brilliant. It was an amazing production to be on. Kat is like an incredible human being, but that job got me over my audition anxiety. So after that, I was like, okay, maybe I can book. Okay, let me get back out there. And sometimes yeah. you just need a break. You know, yeah. sometimes you need a break. It's hard out here. It really is. And I have a page online called hashtag booked about the actor's experience that I co-create with my best friend, Lanisa Renee Frederick. And we did that page because we needed an outlet. We were not booked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think people are seeing the success of ghosts and they're like, yes, girl, you killing it. Come on, W bag. Hell, CNN. Yes, girl, <laughs> you doing it. Hey, coins. And I'm like, y'all don't understand how broke I was before <laughs> this. Yeah. Like, like broke, broke, like uh, dead end jobs, odd jobs, trying to make this dream happen for like 17 plus years. Um, and I've just been, I've been in the game. You know what I mean? Like I've been in the game for a hot minute, performing for thousands of people, performing for two people, performing in black boxes, performing in basements. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, this feels so sweet to finally have ghosts, to be in an ensemble that I love and care about, like family, to be mm -hmm. playing a role that's not occupationally driven, that's not no like sassy black woman. She's this delicious diva that has these incredible shades of vulnerability. And it just, it really does feel like a dream come true. And I hope that for all actors that are in the struggle and in the hustle right now, that they all get their big thing. You know, and with the show, it, it, it really shows how much love there is. Like, I know it's so cheesy to say, like, you guys must, you know, but like, it really does even like, I follow like all you guys on social media and just seeing like all of the foolishness is going on, <laughs> like backstage and all oh of that. Oh my gosh. Like, we be cutting up. <laughs> cutting up, whether it's Richie terrorizing Brandon <laughs> and having him scream all the time. Yeah. Or the girl, like I, the thing that I love most about the Lady Ghost is that we're so chill um and most of our group text is like us sharing houses that we won't never be able to afford <laughs> so we're like girl look at this 35 million come on <laughs> like 18 bathrooms i'm here for it that's literally our group yeah. text james and like interior design and like we just started one for crafts as well. So mm. Rose, who is a huge craft head, like loves to knit and sew. And she's like amazing at all of these things, yarn and knitting and all mm. these things. And so like our group text now is scarves. <laughs> like it's so simple. Yeah. Um. So I, I want to go back a little bit to your um, audition for Ghost. So I do remember... Yes. Last time we talked, you were on my other podcast for Media Village. Um, you had mentioned that you were a replacement for someone initially. Yes. So because of like the COVID shutdowns and all of that yeah. scheduling conflicts, you know, all these things were shifted around and people were sort of going in and out. So what was that initial audition experience like? And then getting that call like, hey, we actually want you on the show. Like, what was it that whole thing? was surreal because there were two phases of ghosts pre-pandemic they'd already had their cast and then 
there was talks that once the pandemic happened that the show wasn't going to happen anymore and then they got the green light again so they had to you know replace some of the cast members that were like hey i'm staying inside or i got another job or i'm actually back home you know overseas so when i got the initial audition for alberta i was like wait a minute we're going back to work i was i think that was my first response because i'd been in my house in my pajamas watching Oprah reruns and making focaccia bread. Like that's what I was doing <laughs> in the pandemic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was watching Selling Sunset, all my good reality TV shows, mm. living my best life. Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, when I when I thought about going back to work, the first thought I had was, dear God, I think I've gained like 15 pounds, you know, this bread. <laughs> I need to get back to my fighting weight. Wait a minute. <laughs> so my manager said listen just like put it on tape let's see what happens and I'm like you know what I'm at home I, I I'm just gonna just try to gather some things I want to give my all for this because I love this role this character sounds hilarious so I found my 30th birthday dress in my closet this little sparkly ASOS dress I bought this $20 faux fur from Amazon next day prime amen for that and I borrowed my mom's shake and go wig that she had. And I had this little red hat for a production of Major Barber that I did in Chicago. And I was like, this hat's going to set it off. You know how actors, they have that thing where they're like, this is the thing. This, this, is, is, the, this is the booking hat. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> I did my audition in my kitchen. And my husband, who is British, was the reader reading for Thorfinn. Oh my god! I was like, "This is all a disaster," but who knows? This might, this might work out. (laughs) So, um, literally the next day, they said, "Hey, you're gonna have a screen test." And for those that are listening, basically, a screen test is when all of the producers from the networks come and they watch your, they watch you do it live. So they said, "We're gonna do this on Zoom," and I never really worked on zoom in my life i'm a skype girl like that's how far back i go so i was like what is zoom <laughs> so we they walked us through it i got on the zoom it was joe port and joe wiseman and uh trent um o'donnell who does the directed the pilot mm-hmm. and i saw all these other little black boxes it was like 36 of them and i'm like who are these other people here that are in these black boxes it felt very much so like black mirror so i'm like (laughs) okay let me just do do my thing but i was comfortable i had my house slippers on i still had the same outfit on i had my pajama bottoms on the bottom they couldn't see it and i remember doing my first scene and i messed up on a line and they were like okay yeah i think we got it i think we got it and for some reason, I've never done this in an audition before. And I, I really have to attest to being me comfortable in my own home. That I was mm. like, y'all didn't get it. Stop lying. We're going to do that again. I've never said that. And I was like, girl, these are producers. What's going on? <laughs> get it together. I was like, y'all didn't get it. Come on, let's do it again. And they're like, okay, yeah, 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 let's do it. <laughs> so I did a bunch of takes. And every take, I improvised a new button at the end of the scene. I was like, you old jalopies or doing stuff that was really 1920s related. I was like, you know, me and Langston Hughes had a thing. <laughs> like all kinds of all <laughs> kinds of stuff, inappropriate stuff. And I was like, girl, you know, this is CBS, this is not HBO. Get it together with these improvs. <laughs> but <laughs> every take, they were like, this is so funny. They were like, they were starting to find the character within Mm -hmm. my audition so when i got the news that i had um 
well, even let me back up a little bit. They, we did that audition. It went well. My manager said, yeah, they really like you. It's between you and somebody else. And then they called back again and said, hey, we really loved what Danielle did. Can she re-audition without the hat? And I was like, dear God, this hat is going to ruin my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> the day of the re-audition was the day of my Taraji B. Henson Unmentionables pitch meeting. And they scheduled them at the same time. The oh, audition Lord. and the pitch were on the same time. And I was like, okay, Sophie's Choice. I have to meet Taraji. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I guess I'm not going to be in ghost because I have to meet and see Taraji in her face on this Zoom. So I told my manager and he said, you know, let's see if they can reschedule it. And they were like, thankfully they did. So I was able to do both on that day. And it was like one of those weird actor pandemic, incredible days where I met a celebrity on Zoom and then got to screen test for a series regular role. I'd never had that moment in my life, in my career pre-pandemic. So it just felt like such a dream to be able to do all of these things in my kitchen. I mm. loved it. So um, that Sunday, I will never forget, I was on a call with my best friend, Lenisa Frederick. We were talking about what sketches we were going to plan for hashtag booked. And my manager, Frank Gonzalez, uh, came <laughs> at my apartment, full mask on, full shield, and just like literally threw these like champagne chocolates at me because this was the time, it was before um, vaccines or anything like that. He had his gloves on and he literally just like lassoed these things like, like a frisbee to me. And I was like, Frank, what are you doing in the valley? What's going on? Like, because he's from Santa Monica. So, you know, that trip. They rarely yeah. <laughs> be coming up to the valley. <laughs> so I was like, what are you doing in my hood? What's going on? And he was like, you booked it. And <laughs> just frisbee the champagne chocolates at me. And I was like, what? And so I went inside and my friend was recording on the Zoom because we were doing our meeting. And I was, she was like, girl, what happened? You look crazy. What, what's going on? And my all my neighbors were like, because I live in this little complex, they just heard me screaming. So everybody thought somebody was getting murdered, obviously. Oh, my, one, my one neighbor was like, do I need to call the cops? What's going on out there? And I was like, I booked it. They were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm about to be on TV. And my whole complex was like, yes, go <laughs> so sweet. you're doing it. And it was crazy because they've like always seen like everybody in my complex. I know that I'm the weirdest neighbor ever because I'm always like for my sketches in weird outfits, wigs, <laughs> leaving the complex, doing weird stuff. You know what I mean? I always look crazy when I'm going out to audition and stuff. So they were all like so celebratory. And my best friend recorded it on mm. Zoom. Like, and it was just like, it was the best moment of my career. And if I have any advice to give any actors, really, it's just go for it in these auditions. Mm. Do that, like, especially for comedy, not so much drama, because I don't want to give anybody bad advice on drama. Like, don't go into Shonda Rhimes trying to improvise. <laughs> just like, just, you know, just stick to the script for Shonda. But for comedy, feel free to just improvise. Think of little beats and things that you want to do that are fun in the scene. Like, break it down in fun and interesting ways that would, like, serve the character. Um, because I think a lot of times when we get these auditions, because sometimes people get a lot of auditions at once, it's like, okay, let me just do this, let's just see. But, like, take the time to make something very specific to you in, mm -hmm. in the role. And, like, improv. Like, those buttons 
they're waiting to see yeah. what you're going to do. You know what I mean? They're waiting to see what's going to come out your mouth. So I think that helps me book the job for sure. <laughs> um, So we're going to play a little quick uh, mid interview game uh, that's okay. inspired from the prom episode of ghosts last season. Yes! Um, So we're going to do some superlatives with the cast okay. of ghosts. Uh, so who is most likely to break a scene? <laughs> Asher. <laughs> who plays Trevor? Asher Grodman, for sure. Yeah. Without and who's question. most likely to make someone break? Ooh, I have to say it's between Devin Long and Brandon Scott Jones, Isaac and uh, <laughs> Torfin, because sometimes Brandon be doing these improvs that be taking me out and you don't expect them. <laughs> so it's just like he'll do a scene like two to three times the same way and then he'll just do another thing and you're like wait <laughs> I gotta take a beat because this is funny so I, I, I'm gonna say for this one Brandon Scott Jones for sure mm -hmm. yeah and uh, similarly who's the best improviser Ukarsh is fantastic Ukarsh is really uh, yeah he's actually let me keep what I had before Brandon for the other one Ukarsh for the improviser. He's been phenomenal. Hmm. Truly masterclass. Uh, who is most likely to win the amazing race? Huh? Devin. <laughs> I think that De Devin for sure. Yeah. Without question. <laughs> and uh, who is most likely to win American Idol? American Sheila. Sheila. She's an incredible singer. Sheila Carrasco, who plays Flower, without question, she's winning. Uh, most likely to play a supervillain. Rebecca Wasaki. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca? She can do it. She got the brain. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. And uh, most likely to star on Broadway. Vermont. And Ukarsh literally has before, right? He was in the I know. So We're going to cut him out. We're going to cut yeah. him out for this. But Ramon Zaragoza incredible yeah. and such a theater geek just like me <laughs> he's gonna be on broadway uh most likely to survive a horror movie okay hmm <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be richie <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be richie i was thinking about that and i was like he's gone in the first 10 minutes uh rose rose is very crafty i think yeah. rose can survive She's a survivor, Destiny's Child edition. Come on. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's going to, she's going to do it. She's going to survive it. <laughs> and uh, most likely to get along with a ghost. I would now say Richie, for sure. <laughs> Richie would definitely. He seems like, like oh, the loveliest guy, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, you want something to eat? Okay. Like, he's so sweet. And uh, last one, most likely to hide their PSL. Pumpkin spice Wait, latte. what's a PSL? Pumpkin spice latte. Oh, um, me. At that time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a pumpkin spice latte before, but I do like to hide my treats because everybody always wants to share stuff. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with the name of our show being actors with issues, um, you have, you have talked about so much already and given so much advice, but what comes to mind as like something that you know now about whether it's acting or show business that you wish you'd learned earlier? Um, it's called show business. There's such a huge business aspect to this industry that I feel needs to be taught 
in colleges, in drama schools, in graduate schools. And a lot of times they teach it in the final year as like a one semester thing or two week thing. Somebody comes in. This needs to be a full four year discussion mm -hmm. from how to, you know, talk to casting directors, how to network, how to write a cover letter, what headshots to get. Um, I was very fortunate to work in a casting office at Cindy Tolan, um, mm -hmm. Cindy Tolan Casting in New York uh, when I was a teenager. And that experience truly changed my life and how I saw the industry. Because I realized it's not about, you know what I mean, coming in, being prepared, doing all the scenes there are so many other factors beyond you. So all you can do is just give it your best. You know, mm -hmm. like the producer may come in and be like, oh, I have a friend. I think I want her in it. You know, that has nothing to do with you. So mm -hmm. like, do not take this stuff personal. Just go in there, do your best and know that the booking will come if you keep doing your best in the job because the casting directors will be like, oh, I'm a fan of this one. I like this one. Um, but also know your business. Watch the TV shows. Mm -hmm. Watch movies. There are so many actors that I know that are in theater that are like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't I don't watch TV. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. watch these shows. Know the vocabulary. Know the who the showrunners are. Know who the casting directors are. Follow these people online. Tell them you mm -hmm. love their work. Don't be weird about it. Don't be like, hey, you know, I need a job. But um, <laughs> can you please cast? Don't be weird about it. Love your work. Hope to work with you in the future. Keep it light. Keep it brave. <laughs> you know what I mean? And also, I think another thing that I would say, like as a piece of advice, is to create your own legacy. I think a mm. lot of times we are relying to book a job, but that's that person's legacy. What about yours? For me, I know personally, working in documentary theater and creating my one woman show was my saving grace because mm. I was able to have so many people all over the place, come and see the show. And it ended up being a showcase for me. Now I know theater is in a different predicament now due to the pandemic, but people can create content online. That's your yeah. own legacy. More people probably know me from hashtag booked and the stuff that I create on my personal page, Body Courage, than they do on TV. You know what I mean? So I would also say, create your own legacy. The only yes that matters is yours when you do that. So just keep going and doing that. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's my advice. Um, so before we go, uh, we're going to just do a few um, non-rapid fire questions, but they're okay. still short and sweet. Um, fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be? Hmm. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be a chef. Me I too. I cooking. feel like that's a very common answer, too. <laughs> I love cooking. And Brandon Scott Jones and I were probably the best cooks in the cast and <laughs> that's how we became really close because literally all of our conversations are about sharing recipes <laughs> like he'll just come into the tent he'd be like so i made a rotisserie chicken i'm like how did you make it what was for us <laughs> did you do butter what, what was time involved like what's going on like literally we love that <laughs> uh what role have you had the most fun playing <sighs> i well as much as I love Alberta and I think she is phenomenal and she's the gift of my life and career. I just played a role recently in a, my very first movie um, that I think takes the cake and I'm really excited for people to see it. I can't talk much about it, but 
that role is so different from me and Alberta and all the other roles that I've played in the past. I'm, I cannot wait till people see her. <laughs> uh, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's the Love best that. advice I've gotten. And that's from my mother-in-law, Maureen Wallace. Shout out to her. Um, the other <laughs> best advice I got, which is a little raunchy, was from my musical theater teacher, Peter Reynolds, nipples to the wind, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> a, the same thing, <laughs> which is the same thing. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. Because I think a lot of times people stop themselves from creating because they're so scared. And they, it's the what if that you, the unknown that you don't know, but you know, all of it is scary. Life is scary. Just do it. Just do it and see what happens. If you fall down on your face, get up. That's it. What is the worst advice that you've ever gotten? Dear God, um, the worst advice I've ever gotten was lose weight and you'll get more roles. <laughs> That's oh the worst advice. Yeah. That was the worst. Like so many people have been like, girl, you know, if you get on this little slim fast or if you do this little beet juice cleanse or if you do this, you're going to lose 20 pounds in two weeks and then you can get more rolls. That can't be farther from the truth. I'm going right. to be working. I'm going to be working. Look at Queen Latifah. Look at Octavia Spencer. Look at Natasha Rothwell. Look at Davine Joy Randolph and all right. these other incredible Dolce Sloan, Nicole Byers. You know what I mean? There are so many women that look like me, that came before me, that are doing it, and they're going to be doing it for the rest of their lives. So I have full confidence that I'm good as I am. <laughs> you know, lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Oh, okay. You are enough. And also, I would have to say, don't worry about your competition. You're your own competition. I think the thing is people start playing that game of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be good at this because so-and-so is here or this person's in the audition room and they count themselves out. Don't worry about these other people. Just worry about you. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Danielle, thank you so, so much for, for taking the time to chat with us. Um, if anyone wants to give you a follow on social media, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me at Body Courage, B-O-D-Y-C-O-U-R-A-G-E on all platforms, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also find me at hashtag booked if you like some actor comedy. And that is H-A-S-H-T-A-G-B-O-O-K-E-D. <laughs> Awesome. And folks, you know the drill. You can find us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala Official, and you can find more of our show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts every Monday with bonus episodes on Thursdays and catch new episodes of Ghosts Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Central and binge all of season one right now on Paramount+. Plus. I'm Juaniala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.